Hey, you guys, welcome to episode 54 of Motherhood in Hollywood. I'm Heather Brooker, and I'm laughing right now because I hear Chris in the other room trying to give Channing a bath while I'm in here trying to record my podcast. Um, this is real, folks. This is as real as it gets. Real mom in Hollywood. Um, <laughs> I want to tell you that this episode is sponsored by Up For Probiotics. If you've ever been curious about trying probiotics or finding a way to get healthier from the inside out, I can't recommend Up For enough. It's something we use here in our family. I've even used the Kids Cubes. They have a specific formula for kids, um, and it's helped Channing tremendously with her stomach issues and her dietary issues. So definitely Go to your local Target store where you can find up for probiotics. They're in the vitamin section or the essentials section. And uh, check them out. Check out up four. They've made, like I said, a tremendous difference in our in our lives. And also you can find them online at up4probiotics.com. They have been making probiotics and only probiotics since 1979. So you know what you're getting has been tried and tested and they've been clinically researched for 40 years, you guys. So you know what they're bringing to the table. You know, it's good. Go right now to up4probiotics.com or your local Target store and find out how you can start creating a happier inside. Come on, mama. Grab your popcorn and goobers. It's time for Motherhood in Hollywood with your host, Heather Brooker. This is a crude prude's perspective on being a full-time mom in showbiz. She's not a perfect mom, but she can play one on TV. Hold on to your butts. Here's Heather. Hey, you guys. Welcome again to Motherhood in Hollywood. My guest today is the very funny comedy duo. They're a musical comedy duo called Mommy Tonk. Stacy Burrows and Shannon Noel come to my studio, aka my dining room table, and they sang for me, they made me laugh, and they talk about their upcoming concert tour. In fact, they're in the middle of their tour right now, and they talk a little bit about that and share some of the songs, a little teaser, if you will, for um, their shows. So it's a lot of fun. It's so awesome to meet other moms who are performing and they're doing comedy. And what's great about Mommy Tonk is that they have sort of taken a unique spin on the mom comedy world. Like there's mommy bloggers like crazy. There's moms who are making memes and gifts and you know, every mom I think who's doing mom stuff is trying to find their angle. And the mommy tonk gals have their honky tonk mom songs. Um, they've got the market cornered for sure. You guys are going to love their music and love hearing the story about how they came together. It makes me wish I had like a mom wife, mom friend you know like your mom wife because they're so close that's what's great about their friendship is they're so close and um I'm not gonna say anymore I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything else you guys can just hear it from them directly so um what else is happening in motherhood in Hollywood land I keep saying I'm gonna do all of these new and exciting things and then I keep forgetting to do them because I just get so bogged down and so busy during the week with Chan and with my other responsibilities auditions are picking up again thank you Jesus um there's something very validating for an actor like I was feeling the major blues earlier this week uh I hadn't had an audition in a while 
and you start to kind of feel like like it's I mean, it's just all performers I think in some way you kind of start to feel like nobody likes me I'm never gonna make it and you get the blues you know and then you get that call you've got an audition tomorrow and it's suddenly like oh, yes I get to go perform sure it's only three lines but damn it I'm gonna take those three lines and I'm gonna act the shit out of them um and that's what I did so yay it was uh, a lot of fun and, and uh, it's it was a good audition but you know whatever I mean of course I think every audition I do is great uh, and yet here I sit <laughs> being amazing in uh, my podcast studio uh, anyway enough about me let's talk about me uh, I want to really quickly say hello to a few new followers over on Twitter Julie Howe Thank you so much at Julie Howe Writer for following me on Twitter. Um, Rhiannon Gillis. I hope I'm saying your name right. Rhiannon Gillis. Uh, who else do I want to say hi to? Mary Logan, Anna Nash Steer. Thank you guys so much for finding Motherhood in Hollywood at MIH Podcast on Twitter and giving me a follow. Eh? Appreciate ya. Um, there's so much happening in this episode today that I'm going to keep my mommy monologue short because I want to get right into the interview with these ladies and let you guys hear their music, hear more about their relationship and their friendship together. I do want to mention really quickly, I just posted a new article over on Huffington Post. If you don't know, I also write for Huffington Post and also mom.me. I'm working on some things for mom.me as well. And occasionally I update my own blog. Um, I feel like I give so much attention to other blogs that sometimes I forget that I also have a blog myself and I enjoy writing. I'm just so hard on myself as a writer. I really just, every word to me is so precious and I'm like, I can't let other people read it because what if they hate it or they think I'm stupid or I, you know, misspell something. Um, so I just need to start letting things go a little more when, with my writing. I'm just going to take a deep breath and just put words on my blog and let it go. Right. That's what it's all about. We're just going to hang it out there, see what happens and uh, start letting it go a little bit more. So if you get a chance, go read my writings on motherhoodandhollywood.com. It's where I'm posting all my feels, all the feels, um, as well as some fun stuff about, um, I don't know, just whatever's happening in entertainment, whatever I feel like posting about basically is what it is. All right. So, um, I'm going to go and see how bath time is going. Cause I hear Chris helping Channing in the other room, getting ready for bedtime. So I'm going to let you listen to the interview I did with Stacy and Shannon from mommy tonk and there are swears. So don't listen with the kids. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to, I'm oh, just going to call you. Yeah. I'm going to call you Shannon and Stacy. Yeah. The from mommy tonk. Right. Yeah. Can I do that? Perfect. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Good. I mean, we, and we're a musical comedy duo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I've heard your stuff. Let's not get overconfident about the comedy. No. Right. Exactly. <laughs> we are a duo. We are a duo. We're great yeah. friends. Um, so you guys, as you can hear, I'm already having so much fun goofing around with the moms from mommy tonk. Do people say mommy tonky? Oh, I like that. that. No, people say mommy talk and we're like, no, it's mommy tonk, like honky tonk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like mommy tonky. (laughs) I, I was typing it in my computer and I wrote mommy tonky and I was like, that doesn't look right. And it was giving me a spelling error. So then I was like, oh, I'm sure other people do this. (laughs) Clearly not. Clearly it's just me. Um, I'm really excited because I see a guitar in my presence, Mm -hmm. which I'm really hoping you guys will play a little something, something. Oh Yeah. Um, before we get started, let's talk about how Mommy Tonk came to be. All right. Just the the origin story of this duo. Well, uh, Stacy and I met doing 
a show called Expressing Motherhood. Mm-hmm. I know you've had Lindsay Cavett yes. on the show. We love her. We call her our birth mom. Yeah. She, um, we both submitted individually about eight years ago to Lindsay's show in Hollywood, Expressing Motherhood. And we both got accepted and we did two separate pieces. I did a comedic character monologue piece and Stacy did a stand-up piece. And I'll we can yeah well it's a the rehearsal i i'd never met shannon before but she walks on stage and she's wearing nothing but a breast pump and pajama pants and then she delivers the most expert comedic monologue about uh how angry she is at the ups guy for ringing the doorbell right after she's laid her newborn baby down for a nap Mm -hmm. and i thought they were gonna have to call the emt on me because (laughs) i was laughing so hard and um you know it was just it was just magic and i thought well i don't know who this woman is but she is now my best friend and and I'm going to stalk her. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I well, love that you guys sort of had that instant connection immediately mm-hmm. because I'll oh, tell yeah. you, it's hard for, it's hard out there for a mom um, <laughs> because it's hard to find another mom who shares your sensibilities mm-hmm. and who isn't a little crazy, mm-hmm. you know, and also mm-hmm. kind of gets your humor, especially mm-hmm. if, if yeah. you guys are funny gals, you know, it's hard for to meet somebody else who gets your humor. Well, I will speak to that in that it was very interesting that most moms you meet, you meet them through your children. Mm-hmm. The children are the conduit to the relationship. Mm-hmm. But in our experience, our kids, well, one of your kids wasn't even born yet. Um, <laughs> we didn't meet through our children. We met as two women who just happened to be mothers. Mm-hmm. And that has made a huge really, difference, yeah. I think, because we saw each other primarily as Shannon and Stacy, two funny women, not, oh, you're so-and-so's mother. You're so-and-so's or, mom. You're so-and-so's mom. Mm-hmm. And so it really defined our relationship so differently than the other moms that you meet from a school or a preschool or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's interesting because I have found, I, I think that's a good point because whenever I meet moms um, or other women, it's usually like out in the <clears throat> comedy scene or, you know, mm-hmm. out at a sketch show or something. And I'm like, oh, hey. And then it comes up later. Oh, you have kids, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, so I think that's really cool. Mm-hmm. It was great. I mean, it really was like love at first sight. Mm-hmm. Because the, after at the same rehearsal, Stacy walked on stage with a baby monitor mm-hmm. saying that she hoped that the baby monitor had the range that the box said it did because her babysitter flaked and she had left her kids like two miles up the street. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God, th- this is the funniest thing I've ever heard. And then she went on to just do this amazing stand-up set which I was so impressed with that it's giving me chills right now mm. and literally I was like peeing my pants with laughter and same thing as she's saying it, it I was like well this is this is my new best friend and what you're saying about meeting moms the next week was my oldest son's first birthday party mm-hmm. and my mom was in town and I'm getting ready to throw his party and I was like mom you know there's this girl we, we became really good friends backstage at the show and she's the funniest person I really want to be friends with her so it's like we're di- I had to kind of date. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I was like, can you I invite totally her do. to this birthday party or is that just weird? Is she going to think I'm weird? I, she has two boys. I have two. I have a boy and another one in my belly. Mom's like, no, invite her. So I emailed Stacy and like, I know this is weird, but would you want to come to my son's first birthday party? There'll be beer there. <laughs> and, and literally within like a second, she's like, yes, where is it? Tell me where it is. We're, we're going to be there. And from that minute on, we were like connected at, yeah. at the hip. Basically. I think that is so special. And it's honestly so hard to find another mom mm-hmm. another woman mm-hmm. honestly just yeah. another woman that you connect with comedically mm-hmm. that's something i've talked a lot about on this show is finding a writing partner finding mm-hmm. a creative partner mm-hmm. is really hard to do yeah. yeah um and that's why i'm always so jealous of people who 
have found their partner because mm-hmm. it's like your married partner, you right. know, your partner in comedy and your partner in, in this industry. You know, I mean, the show, going back to Expressing Motherhood, this community that Lindsay has created mm-hmm. has created that kind of village for so many moms in Los Angeles and now across the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like when you when you do one of these shows and you become friends with these ladies backstage, you are meeting them as women, as mm-hmm. artists, and not as the mom. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, but we have this incredible thing in common, too. Mm-hmm. We're all moms, and yeah. where does that take us? Yeah. So we're so thankful yeah. for that introduction. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, li- literally, Lindsay Cavett changed the direction of my life, for m- sure. Yeah, me too. Because she gave us an opportunity to get back to doing what we were doing before we became moms in the beginning, which is, what I was, was a comedian. You know? oh, yeah, I'm like, what was that again? Yeah, right. days when I'm like, I, what I did I do? And I had, <laughs> forgot, I had forgotten that I, I actually had skills that weren't, mm-hmm. you know, laundry related. I know. There are days <laughs> when you... But I can yeah. wash some clothes, man. Don't <laughs> even get me started. With the I best of them. I so good at folding clothes. Now, you did, and I read a lot about your stand-up background, and because you've performed all over New York and mm-hmm. L.A. Did you travel to uh, doing... Yeah, I did a couple comedy. of comedy festivals. I did the Calgary International Comedy Festival, Boston Comedy Festival. And, um, you know, I got started in the 90s, like 96. And most... Post-Seinfeld explosion. It was kind of when Seinfeld was, was going on. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, it's funny. When you start out, you don't quite know who you are and quite you know what you're saying. And it takes a good 10 years <laughs> to figure <laughs> that out. And so the minute I kind of found my voice and found the storyline of what I wanted to talk about on stage is when I got pregnant with my first son. Oh, wow. So the last thing that I wrote was something called Tales from the Gymboree, which was um, my experience working at a West Side Gymboree in LA, uh, which was full of Beverly Hills moms. I was not a mom yet. I knew nothing about it. And I just as... I just watched this world unfold before me, and I thought, "This is ridiculous." Was I've never it seen terrible? Like, I'm just it imagining terrible, it in was, my mind that it was no, just the hilarious. worst. No, it wasn't terrible, but it was shocking. The length some of these women would go to to compete in the baby at gymboree, like gymboree. It's like, oh, oh yeah, well, my one year old is speaking French. I'm like. <laughs> is he any good at it? And they're like, yeah. well, we don't know because we don't speak French, but I'm pretty sure he's getting it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay, but it was just so funny, and I thought, oh, this that is still such happened. great. So the, literally, the minute I wrote this thing, I got pregnant with my first son, mm. and then I got lost in motherhood, mm. and I stopped. Like, just didn't go up. Didn't ever do it again until Was Lindsay it a fear? Do you think you got no, scared? No, it was literally I had to be home taking care of my children because the responsibility factor was so heavy on me that I thought I cannot leave them. I had no help. My husband worked thousands of hours a week and there was literally no one else I have no family by. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, this is my responsibility. Then I had a second son and I was mm-hmm. like, well, I guess this is... This is it. This Wrapping is it up, my, throwing it in the towel. This is my prison sentence. Not joking. Oh, no, 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 they're great. They're great. But, but you know, it's really you, easy to get lost in I'm it. fascinated by stand-up comedians who are moms and it's also part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast is I, there is not a lot of comedians Mm -hmm. who are also moms right? for that very reason that you just said Mm -hmm. also too, there's traveling all over the country that you do. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you want to like build up your audience and get people to know you and that sort of Mm -hmm. thing, and it's hard to leave your babies behind. Mm -hmm. And I watched a documentary where it was all female standups talking about, um, in one part, they were talking about how men have it so much easier in comedy because the wife stays home with the kids. Right. Yeah. But when it's the woman who's the comedian, the husband also you know, has a full-time job, so there's nobody there to watch the kids. And you sort of feel this like maternal tug 
that not to like slide on dads or anything, but that yeah. dads generally don't feel when they're out on the road. They're like, I'm just doing my job. I go home to my family. Yeah. It's what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. But I'm fascinated with moms who are able to do both because it, to me, that seems like the ultimate, like I'm going after my dream, mm-hmm. but I still want to be, have a family mm-hmm. and, and yeah. be a mom. And that's so hard to do. Yeah. It it's really, really challenging. Yeah. I mean, like when we first started doing our summer tour, which this year will be our third year, we, we were like, okay, well, where should we go? We should go to a place where our family lives so we can take the kids with us. They can visit the grandparents and the grandparents can help us out. Yeah. And watch How the was children. that? Did that work out? It's it working great. great. We oh, still do it. Are you still doing it? Oh, oh yeah. okay, good. Yeah. We take our kids. Stacy's family lives in Texas. And so we start in Texas. We do shows in Houston and Austin mm-hmm. and the border town of Harlingen. We go to Kentucky, which is where my family is. We do Louisville. Then we, you know, we just get, take a short road trip to Nashville, just a few hours away. Yeah. And then we're like, well, we'll just go four more hours and yeah. go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it all kinds of work, works out. So we have some dedicated help. The kids get to see the grandparents. The mm-hmm. grandparents get to see their ki- their their grandkids. Mm-hmm. And we get to still do what we do. Mm-hmm. It is incredibly difficult to juggle. Mm-hmm. There are so many pieces. And that like we're mm-hmm. in that right now because we leave next Tuesday for this summer right. tour. Do you guys just get in a big like RV? No, but that does sound like fun. <laughs> a minivan. Oh, it's minivan. true. We just fly down there and get a minivan because not only are we traveling, but mm-hmm. we also employ a three-piece band called the Assless Chaps. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they are great human beings and we're so lucky that we have their talent and their time because they're geniuses Mm -hmm. and they're dads two of them are dads out of three but we also have an upright bass to carry and a keyboard to carry and And it's so funny like when you see us packing up for what we do we're just telling jokes and singing songs but there's so much more. there's so much more involved because yeah i mean it's you guys have a production we are the tour managers it's Mm -hmm. mommy tonk is right here like it's the two of us we Mm -hmm. do the marketing Mm -hmm. we two we manage the tour mm-hmm. we book all the hotels mm-hmm. we book all the mm-hmm. venues we do all the coordination with sound guys mm-hmm. sound checks we we pay our band we give them per diem we yeah. make sure everyone eats we make sure everyone has a place to sleep oh that's nice i mean it is we would like that to be different we would yeah. like a booking manager and a yeah tour i mean director. really the future of mommy tongue is going to require a few more hands to help because right now we're that's a lot we're losing our minds however yeah the when, joy we get from it oh, yeah. is yeah. so worth the effort, and, the, and it does exhaust us. But The minute we walk so on stage, though, we're like, all right, well, yeah. this is why we did it, yeah. and here we go. Let's have a fun night. So how did the origins of your songs begin? Oh. Did you just start sort of <laughs> – You tell it. You tell Did you guys just story. sort of start noodling around? Because I love the idea. Like, I too, my, I hum to myself, like, ridiculously inappropriate songs. <laughs> They're not – they don't have a country bent necessarily, mm-hmm. but I love that that's yeah. sort of what you guys do. How did that come about? Please tell me you were drunk one night. No. <laughs> it actually came about pretty organically. Like Stacy and I discovered pretty soon after meeting that we'd both kind of been doing this all along. Mm-hmm. So my background is from Second City and I used to do the character monologue shows there. And for some reason I was like, well, I'm going to sing a song in this character. So I would create some kind of character that had some really dark issue going on. And I, I would write a song about it and it was a really dark song that I would try to make funny and hopefully it came across mm-hmm. funny. So that was kind of my thing. Mm-hmm. And Stacy has always been a singer and when she started doing her Jimboree set and other sets and shows that we created, she was singing some acapella lullabies about, uh, one is called um, Daddy Makes Six Figures But We're Still Four. I mean, we're still poor. Mm-hmm. Take that back. Wait, uh-huh. Daddy Makes Six Figures But We're Still Poor. Only in LA. And yeah. it was seriously, it was <laughs> such LA a beautiful yeah. tune in this beautiful like soprano voice that she has. 
but it was singing about the fact that, oh my God, here, here we are. We can't do anything with all this money. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. So we we're do- working on the show back then and we discovered that we both could sing. Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, why don't we write some songs for and ex- submit them to the mm-hmm. next Expressing Motherhood mm-hmm. show and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked about what was going on in our life. My life, I was really frustrated at the time at my husband, who's an awesome man, by the way. I'm going to put that out there. <laughs> He's the best. I love you, baby. I love you. But I was noticing that I, I felt like I was doing everything. I'm like, you're watching TV. You're catching up on soccer highlights from around the world. And I'm doing the dishes. I've made the lunches. I'm wiping somebody's butt. I'm picking up Legos. I'm losing my mind. So I dedicated the next few days to writing this song about how I, I, I need him to do some things. And how am I going to get this across? And our therapist was like, you need to tell your husband what it is you need from him. So I wrote a song telling my husband what it is I need from him. Stacy, I don't want to take you. You, you don't want to tell her what the song is? Your song? Oh, my song. It's called It's called Love Song for Husband. But the subtitle is Get Off Your Ass, You Fucking Asshole. You don't have to whisper that part. You can just let Get off your ass. It's so <laughs> genius. I swear a lot. So show. that was the first That was the first song that That's I wrote hilarious. for us. Mm-hmm. And then she I said, wrote well, this. I'll write a love song for my husband. Right. Oh. And my issue at the time was my husband, was, he's an ad man. And he works all, he was at the time working for a company that I guess forgot that he had a wife and children <laughs> or they didn't care it that he had a wife care. and children yeah but something was going down yeah. <clears throat> and i was not happy about it because i literally he just never walked through the front door i'm like are oh you ever God. going to come home and hold your baby because i seriously am losing my mind because oh my, my second God. was not an easy baby to have and out of that frustration um i also felt really lonely because mm-hmm. we had just moved into a new house i didn't know anyone and here I was with these two children and a husband I never saw, but I missed because I love him mm-hmm. so much, like so much. But then our pool guy would come by and <laughs> the pool and he would take his shirt off because it's really, hot. Hey, buddy. He, you can't blame a guy for working with no <laughs> I've seen him. Hot. He is totally hot. So then I was like, shit, you're not going to come home and do the deed. Do you mind if I do the deed with a pool guy? Because he's coming around a couple times a week. Anyway, long story short. I thought, I think I can find some humor in this. So right. I wrote a really sincere song about how much I really love my husband and I really miss him and how he's completely missing out on our, ch- our children's lives. But that if he really is seriously not going to ever come back through the door, would he please, would he mind if I just fuck our pool guy? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and so it got his attention. Mm-hmm. And after I started singing this for a Did few Did you months, sing it to him? I told him, would you like to hear this piece that's pretty raw mm-hmm. uh, before I do it on stage in front of, you know, 200 people? And he said, no, I trust you. I've been oh. watching your comedy for years. And I said, oh, <laughs> that's amazing. You might want to hear it because it's pretty, it cuts pretty close to the bone here. And he said, no, I trust you. You'll be fine. And I said, okay. So I was nervous. I've never been nervous on stage. Never mm-hmm. doing comedy. Because never. This, why? Because this was so personal? Because it was so personal. Mm-hmm. It was so in the moment. It was wow. so, this is literally raw emotion right now in my life. And he's out there, and I sing this song, which starts out sounding like a sad song. Mm -hmm. But then it breaks into the comedy, and people are like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. And I saw him laugh, and he got that I was just, like, working through frustration but using humor to do it. Well, since that song has been written and sung several times, he then quit the job. Oh, wow. He left the job. Wow. He got a he got a job closer to home. Got a job closer to, much closer to home. And we got a new pool guy. It was weird. I was the whole say, thing at the same time. Pool guy. <laughs> We've learned like these songs are so cathartic and therapeutic, not only for right. us, but literally yeah. for our marriages. And yeah. like we're, obviously we're fictionalizing a lot of it. But the root of the matter is mm-hmm. definitely personal. Yeah. And that's yeah. why we think 
it works yeah. because we're telling the truth and if it's our truth and it's someone else's truth mm-hmm. and if we can connect with someone while we're on stage to a truth that they're having and we can make them laugh at it mm-hmm. or have just a moment of feeling like they're not alone then that, that's what we want to do that, yeah. that's what we're well, that's what we want to do let's just laugh at it let's get through it we yeah. love our husbands we yes. love our kids Absolutely. you know we're not about like leaving our husbands and all of that although <laughs> if people need to we totally support that but <laughs> we just we just have we need to do this to, to I love whatever. that you put that caveat on uh, I mean no, if you do no, no listen. judgment no. but if you leave your husband you have problems it's, no 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 so okay we so, have a divorce song uh, yeah it's called so, we believe in true love but we believe in divorce too so you um, <laughs> so I need to hear one of these songs let's now let's stay together forever until we're not until together we're not we've, together. Been, <laughs> we've been talking about these songs so now this is super cool for me because huh, first musical group um, I want to hear you guys so whatever song you'd like to sing Okay. Um, and you can feel free if you want to pick up um, the microphone, like pop it out yeah. or hold it, oh, whatever's easier right, for you. Yeah. You can do that. We're not okay. fancy. There you go. Yeah, we have a lot of different topics we write about. Uh, a, a quick little song that we like is. Um, do you want to do a short version of a, a love song for a husband and then do a gift? Oh, what yeah. Do you think? Okay. I mean, it's so no, damn let's funny. Do, we'll do the short version? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa, hello. Whoa, hey. Yeah, well, okay, so we'll sing a little short. Is this okay? Totally. Short version of. Um, the love song that we were talking about for my husband. And okay. Uh, so here's the love song from the Mommy Tonka ladies. You might have to bleep some of it out. You no might. way. We we swear oh, like oh. crazy on my okay. show. Oh, that's all right, good. All right. Okay, girl. So, you know, my therapist suggested that I tell my husband what it is I need from him and I should write it down because men like lists apparently. And um, so I was like, all right, this is what I need from my husband. I'm going to tell him in song. Mm-hmm. Get off your ass, you fucking asshole, you motherfucking asshole. Your mother doesn't live here anymore. Oh, did you want a sticker for taking out the trash? Well, let me tell you what I did while you were on your ass. I know that sports highlights are awesome and that Conan takes the cake, but if you don't turn off that TV, I swear to God I'll take every one of those remotes and I will burn them at the stake. You'll have to buy some more with all the money you don't make so do yourself a favor and get off your ass you fucking asshole you motherfucking asshole this is not your bachelor pad from way back when did you want a sticker for wiping off the table well Well, let let me me tell you you what i did while you were watching cable i made appointments with their doctors filled out forms for their preschools moved some junk from our garage and organized the tools oh that is a man's job damn straight it is you know what else i did well i'll tell you I changed the light bulb on the front porch, organized the linen closet. Sweetheart, the baby's crying. Maybe you could pause it. So anyway, that's it goes a on and on. Of a <clears throat> that's a sample of the love song. Let's do it. Let's do. Let's do one more. Let's do the uh, the gift. Yeah. Like as you're singing, I'm slowly creeping my mic closer so I can make sure I hear your guitar. Oh, okay, good idea. If you notice me doing that, all right. Oh yeah. What's this one? This one. Uh, this one is a song. Whoop. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what can I do to help? We're breaking it. All right. All right. Breaking up the show. Do you want me to sit closer to you? I've done that before. Pulled it too hard. Oh, Stacy. Just saying. When you pull it too hard, sometimes it's a good thing. Sometimes he's like shocked. He's like, whoa! whoa, You caught me by surprise there. there. (laughs) Well, once again, sometimes it's not a bad thing. All right, listen, we're gonna stop talking about. That um, this is real, we um, live as you know, I've been a mom now for eleven years, and uh, I've got a couple of kids. Shan's got a couple of kids, and one thing you get to do as a mother is you get to go to a lot of um, children's concerts at the school, and they're beautiful. They're beautiful. They're a beautiful experience. There's just one element we feel is missing: is that 
at the end of the concert, you know, we hear a lot from the children, but we never get to hear from the moms. And I just think it would be nice and respectful if they open up the mic at the end of the night and let the moms come up and sing to the children about how much we love them. And so if they ever give us this time, we have a song prepared for the children uh, from the moms. And it goes like this. <laughs> 56 hours of labor and a ripped vagina too. Kicked out of preschool, jamboree and swim class too. What did you give me for this life that I gave you? Head lice and a virus. Head lice and a virus. Head lice and a virus. Fuck you. Seriously, See, you guys, I told you they are so much fun and their music is hysterical and there's even more to come. But I want to take a break just to tell you a little bit more about Up For motherhood in hollywood sponsor thank you so much to up for for sponsoring our podcast if you guys get a second go right now to motherhoodinhollywood.com click on the up for probiotics link that will take you right to up for probiotics where you can find out more about their super strain of probiotics up for has been manufacturing probiotics and only probiotics since 1979 that's 40 years of clinical research and award winning probiotics i don't know about you but I like to go with companies that have won awards and also have science behind them. Sounds pretty good, especially if you're putting something in your body or in your kid's body, right? They have kids cubes available. They also have an adult formula, women's formula. Go to Motherhood in Hollywood right now. Click on the Up4 Probiotics link to find out which probiotic formula is the right one for you. You can also find them in your local Target store. Next time you're at shopping for Target for shirts you don't need, uh, go head up to the vitamin and supplement section and look for Up4 Probiotics, creating a healthier inside since 1979. Oh, the thing is, if we do sing that at the PTA meeting, they're never going to ask us to volunteer. So really, it's to, you know. It's a win-win. Yeah, it's a win-win-win-win-win. Win-win-win-win. <laughs> again um when you guys get together to collaborate on song ideas and writing and things like mm -hmm. that um who generally takes the lead in writing does anybody take the lead or do you guys both come in with hey i wrote this song or i've got this yeah we just come to the table and go oh this is driving me crazy let's write a song about it mm -hmm. and it's great because we could say i, I like that like the sound of this song like mm -hmm. something that exists in the world like i like that sound and so shannon is a magician because she's like oh i love that hold on a second, and then she'll just completely come up with a tune that's totally original, that's in the vein of what we've heard, right. but it's it's totally new. Stacy is very nice. I know three chords on the guitar, <laughs> and somehow we together make it work into a song. What is it about country, though? Like, you guys got the little honky-tonk yeah. going on. What is yeah. it about that? Is it because where you're from? Yeah, I'm from Texas. Mm -hmm. I'm from Kentucky, and definitely we're both influenced it's by just, old classic country. Yeah, it's just in your bones. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, I don't know that anybody goes to a conservatory school to learn <laughs> this. Like, you have to have a little country in you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as much it's as I try to suppress it, it comes out. God, we love it. Me. And I'm telling you what, but this time next week, this we're going to be talking like this. And we're going yeah. like, to be in the you deep south. You can't help it. Like, no. I'm from Oklahoma, and, and yeah, everybody's you know. always a little surprised. They're like, oh, you know, you don't have an accent. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, wait till I get on the phone with my mom. Exactly. And yeah. then all of a sudden, I'm like, mom, oh, my God. <laughs> and it's just like, who is this? Or when I'm drinking a little bit. Yeah, right. yeah. You give me salsa and chips, and you're going to hear some... <laughs> 
twang. Gonna, yeah, you're gonna, we're going to be doing a lot of y'all. But as far as, the, as far as the lyrics go and the mm-hmm. ideas and the concepts, we will just sit at a table and go, look, this is what I think would make a funny concept for a song. And then we'll just jot down some words. And then it's it's just like, you know, when you have a really close friendship and you finish each other's sentences. <clears throat> mm-hmm. That's how it is. The lyrics. It's like, oh, yes. And this is where it goes. And this rhymes. And this is the topper. And this is the punchline. Right. And it, th- when it happens, it's magic and it happens really easily. You cannot force it. You cannot sit down and say, we're going to write a song today. It, it just has to come out of you at the time that it's ready to come out of you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we literally, we, we'll, we'll, we'll just sit with those ideas. We'll take the guitar. We'll start strumming the th- one of the three chords that I know. <laughs> we'll put it in a different combination than another song we've written. And we'll just kind of start riffing. It's very much an improv. I mean, we both have a lot of backgra- background in mm-hmm. improv and sketch. So... We'll just start riffing. We'll start mm-hmm. singing, and we like to rhyme. It's mm-hmm. in, that's also in our yeah. bones, and and we'll just write down a ton of lyrics, and then we'll cut it later, and we mm-hmm. uh, we just we just get it all out, and then we go back and trim it down. And, and how many songs have you guys written so far? We've got at least we twenty. Should know this? Yeah. And do you we've have at least twenty? Have you put it in album form? Like, no, but we're waiting for ha- somebody with a checkbook to help us <laughs> with that. <laughs> we have because, recorded a lot, and yeah. we are working on that. Have you thought about Kickstarter? Like, yeah. You know what we have. We have, and we've chosen not to go that route. Why? Well, we have. I don't know that we've made that decision. Well, the thing is, it's a lot to manage, and at this time, you can't manage a tour and a Kickstarter. You know, it's Mm -hmm. it's a project that needs a lot of dedicated time. Mm And when we have the time to focus on it, I think it's a great avenue. Are you talking about specifically the album or crowdfunding or crowdfunding? Okay, and the album, really both. But honestly, both of our days are so full right now, and just trying to get this tour pulled off that. Mm Like to you take know, on another project, we wouldn't be able to do it to yeah. the best of our ability until we have the time to dedicate. I just to it. realized I said you guys were the first musician, but actually, a couple months ago, my friend Lolly, who is a professional vibraphonist, oh, came on the show, but she didn't wonderful. bring her vibraphone. Is that the therapy? Well, I didn't bring my vibraphone either. <laughs> I was like, I should leave this in it's, the dresser drawer. <laughs> it's blah, blah, huge. <laughs> that is a cool instrument. Okay, yeah. I never take it out. Of it's the like house. the xylophone, it but what's it's Lolly's last name? Alan. Okay, she's one of the top female vibraphonists in the world. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I can't. Isn't that funny? You guys are all thinking of vibrating. I know. What? Imagine I was no. I have a vibraphone (laughs) in my dresser drawer next to my bed. It's a tiny one. (laughs) Um, But she crowdfunded her album, and it was amazing. You guys are no. You know what? We we definitely are are gonna think about that. We we have recorded a lot of music, and we have started. We we actually have started to work on an album, but. You have a fan base, though, we I do. think. And we do. And we have a couple songs helps. on iTunes from that we recorded oh, many, nice. many years ago. So they're old versions of it. They're still available. People still, every once in a while, will download it. And and how how are you guys being received? Because I know you both said that, you, you know, I know you guys both have sketch comedy mm-hmm. background. Groundlings and Second City. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you being received by the kids uh, in terms of, like, you know, the young hipsters when you go out and perform? Or is it literally just you know your audiences, moms, dads, you know? We assumed that our audiences were going to be primarily women who were mothers. Right. And every once in a while, some kid in his 20s or a late teenager or something will be in the audience. And they are the ones that are the most enthusiastic after the show. What? They're like, it's what? such a trip. They're like, is I love that, that what my mom is thinking? I'm like, yes, this is what your mom has been thinking the whole time. And it's a surprise to them and it's a surprise to us. We love but it. But we do resonate with, with younger crowds. But I mean, obviously, primarily, we're looking at parents. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Because yeah. I think I'm, I'm noticing a lot about what a lot of what's happening right now with moms who are creating, you know, whether it's YouTube videos or music, um, they're seeing 
an overall acceptance, not just from the mom community, because I feel like sometimes moms can we're a little harder on each other, like a little more judgy. Well, I would never say that right, right. to my husband. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you probably get a yeah. lot of moms who are like, this is offensive. Um, we have had a couple <clears throat> of people who have been like, whoa, this is a bit much yeah, but, yeah. but that's the that, truth is that though, one dude it. yeah the truth is they're thinking it they're, thinking they're, they're it. like yeah they're, they're like this is what i've been thinking and i can't or won't allow myself to say it so deep down i think they're like thank you for saying it so yeah. i didn't have to mm-hmm. yeah well and that's what i think is great about what you guys are doing is it's resonating with people and it's making them laugh yeah um which is so hard to do in comedy and for moms i mean mm-hmm. honestly i could sit here telling blue in the face and be like poop diapers you know potty right, training right. you know yeah <laughs> but, well you know it's some people are like we've already heard all that yeah i have to do this because you know you're talking about the young people and we actually have a song that we wrote for young people and if you don't mind i just like to i, I think we yeah, need to play just a, a little time. snippet this is the young people song this yeah is the this young people song. okay because we meet women all the time young girls that are like oh you're married you have babies i want to be married i want to have babies i'm like mm, you think you really you really okay so we just look at them and say, God, can I just give you a, a couple of thoughts before you make that leap? <laughs> and here's what we want to say to the young ladies. We used to be you wild and free. Here's some advice if you listen to me. Drink it up, smoke it up, fuck everything inside. Music and laughs, a beer and a smoke. A one-night stand, maybe some coke. Don't waste your life not doing coke. There's no second chance. You're at your peak. You only get one shot, so be a freak. Drinking, rocking, laughing, fucking. You are single and free. But one day you'll be me. And you don't want to be me. No, you don't. <laughs> That's just a little short version of that. But um, we'd like to open with that in case there are any youngins in there. And they know right off the bat what we're about. Mm-hmm. So they can immediately connect with you and go, all right, I get you. All right, let's go I know where you're coming from. Yeah. <laughs> about how many songs do you usually sing in your shows? Like how long is it? Like an hour or so? We do a 90-minute show with the three-piece band called The Assless Chaps. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say we do roughly... 13 or 14 oh, 14 songs, songs. Yeah. yeah okay and then and we put stand up and monologues and funny storytelling mm-hmm. kind of woven between the we also have these guys that follow us around their their names are they call themselves daddy tonk yeah and uh-huh. they're like these zz top looking dudes they will not leave us alone no they, they like, show up at every show and we cannot we've asked we give, them to stop we have but at the same time we give them a little stage time and they have these two songs that well they, they're tenacious they're like they're very tenacious they won't stop so they, we're like all right guys come on up here you want to sing a song but the thing is the first song they ever sang at one of our shows was called women ain't funny and they're these redneck dudes and they're like women ain't funny well, should we, say, we know the song right yeah you we do know it? the song yeah we do know the <laughs> song know. do you want to give a, your competition prompts props though we should like that's true. That's true. Guys. That's <laughs> true. But you can. Well, you can't. Are they real or is it you guys that dress up like men? What? what? No. <laughs> I would say, what? There are these dudes. What? There are these They're dudes. totally real alter egos of ours. All right. Let's hear what Daddy Tonk says. Daddy that. Tonk would sing something like this. <laughs> women ain't funny. Women ain't funny. Nah, women ain't funny. Nah, women ain't funny. I tell you once, only a man knows how to tell a joke. Cause women ain't funny. Nah, women ain't funny. Ain't no woman ever made me laugh out loud. 
not doubt, not try to be on stage unless they're dancing in a cage. Girl, I got some needs that only you can meet. And honey, I got this casserole and it ain't gonna cook itself. Girl, put it on this get fit. What? Girl, put down that get fiddle and put. No, shit. Girl, put on this apron and put that get fiddle on the shelf. Cause women ain't funny. Nah, women ain't funny. I told you once, only a man knows how to tell a joke. Cause women ain't funny. Something like that is what those dudes do. Those guys like, sound amazing. They're awesome. <laughs> they sound Dude. really well rehearsed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're really, really sharp. Oh my gosh, you guys seem like you have so much fun. We do. I have been remiss and missed your LA shows because I always either have to go to work mm-hmm. or yeah. sleep. Uh, <laughs> we, we totally understand. I'm impressed. Sleep? Yeah, what's that? <laughs> I'm impressed that you guys leave the house regularly and go and still do something creative. <laughs> like, I've been wanting to get back into sketch or improv and... It's like either that or I can just stay at home and watch Game of Thrones and, oh, you know, yeah. and do this amazing podcast yeah. and do this amazing it's, podcast. It's yeah. Wonderful. yeah. My, yeah. my husband reminds me because I'm always like, I don't do anything. And he's like, oh, are you crazy? Oh, look what yeah, you're yeah. doing right now. <laughs> I know. I forget. I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I do do that. But see, but this is so much fun to me. Like, I, I know the music yeah. is for you guys. This is so much fun to me because there's no other way I could get people to come to my house and talk to me about the awesome things they're doing. (laughs) If I didn't go, come on, come be in my podcast. Um, so tell me a little bit more than you've got your tour coming up. You're doing what? Eight to 10 dates or we're doing six cities, six cities on July 6th in Austin, Texas at the Mohawk. Uh, we're doing July 7th in Houston, Texas at the Music Box Theater. Mm-hmm. July 8th, we're at a place called Coletti's in Harlingen, Texas. Ooh. Then we go over to Louisville, Kentucky on July the 12th. And, and we're at we'll the Laughing at- Derby mm-hmm. there. And then the next night, July 13th, we're in Nashville at Zany's Comedy Club. And then July 14th, which is a Thursday night, we're, mm-hmm. we're in Atlanta at a place called the Highland Inn Ballroom Lounge. Mm-hmm. Okay. And all of the shows, it'll be us and our band, The Assless Chaps, except <coughs> in Louisville, we play with a local band there called The Porch Possums, and they're <laughs> um, And yeah, and then we'll come back in August, and we... We will be booking some LA shows mm-hmm. for September. Good. Yeah, so and we are come. currently looking for sponsors, and okay. we have two sponsors that are dream sponsors. They're so boozy sponsors, they're right? Yeah, yeah totally. Tito's Vodka is a brand we're really passionate about. <laughs> <And>, um, <laughs> bullet um, Bourbon. Yeah. And so either bourbon. one of those. Oh, I love we, it. We would, we would totally. There's also a product called Pro Bolts. <laughs> it's a it's a gummy it's a gummy a gummy bear for moms on the run, and it's uh, made with yerba mate and, and B12. B12. So what does it do? Does it make give you energy? Yeah, make you poop or what? No, <laughs> oh, I don't know why. It might I don't know it. why I went to the poop. I don't know why. It's always about poop with it's your. It's always about poop. It's uh, they're no, literally it's little energy and, and yeah. vitamins, basically. But I, it, the, if you really want to know what powers our tour and our work, it's Tito's, Tito's vodka, bullet. which brings us down, right. and then Pro Bolts, which brings us back up again. It's, That's hilarious. It's too tough. It's Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so you guys, if anybody's listening out there, sponsor Mommy Talks. Just send them money. Mm-hmm. They don't want to set up a crowdsourcing thing yet. We just want to take the cash. But just, that you give, give just us. send. Them. <laughs> we will drink on stage with your product. We will. Uh, don't you know worry. What? We are good with product demo. If we're talking about, we will Tito's. do some dem- demos live on stage <laughs> in every city. Tito's <laughs> makers, <laughs> whatever, all of it. Oh, and a little makers in there too. Oh. Huh? 
Yeah. We have, I have another podcast that I do called booze and phasers. Are you serious? I do. And oh it's, um, all, it's all Star Trek related. It's me and two other women who are big Star Trek nerds awesome. and it's, um, us, we just make a Star Trek themed cocktail for the show and we just get lit and then talk about Star Trek. Oh my god, I'm so nerdy. I love that. I need to introduce her to Christina Lee. It's so nerdy, but it's like the best. And we have we have a sponsor too, Devotion Vodka. And I'm just like, I love vodka. Like Devotion Vodka. Yeah, it's really yeah. It's is it biblical? (laughs) No, but it's vodka. It looks very like gothic, like kind of looking like you know like oh weird like that. But it's um yeah. So I totally am all for uh getting boozy sponsors. (laughs) Boozy spon- I support the boozy that. sponsor tour. The boozy sponsor tour. Um, I am really excited to see what happens next with you guys. Um, I think, and I want you to, to put your album together. Mm-hmm. I think we, that I really, I yeah. know that there is a lot of women and men who would want to buy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Thank I think, you. I think you have an audience for it for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I also, I, when you're talking about Lindsay with Expressing Motherhood, I wrote something for the next Expressing Motherhood show, and then I didn't send it. What? I was like, I hate oh, it. It's so no. bad. I'm, I'm so embarrassed. Because now that I know Will Lindsay you do and we're right friends. Now? No. Oh. No way. All right, all right. I'm, I may have even like just been like, get this shit off my computer. It's oh. so terrible. No, don't. But I do didn't. I messaged her, and I was like, I'm going to send something. And then I didn't. And then I messaged her back, and I was like, I know you probably got like a thousand submissions, but I didn't send mine because mm. I hated it. Um, but I encouraged all my friends to do mm-hmm. it because I think it's such a wonderful yes. thing. And I think it's amazing that you guys met that way mm-hmm. and look what's come out of it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. years of being able to combine what you love to do and making people laugh and, and music and also with your mm-hmm. family life. I mean, I just, I think that's, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Um, and I'm really jealous that you guys are best friends. <laughs> I'm still dating. I'm it's still, like a marriage. I'm still dating yeah. for my, for my mom bestie. My friend Amy always says, Oh, you'll meet your, your mom wife in, you know, <laughs> you'll meet your mom wife, you know, in elementary school or whatever, when your, your oh. daughter starts school and she's in preschool now. And the, all the moms I met, no, no preschool moms listen to my show. So, but all the ones I met just weird. It's weird. And I'm like, no, just we can't be friends. It's hard. I think those years can be kind of hard, too. They were the worst. The preschool years for me were the worst because everyone is trying to suss out who's what type. Right. And it's so hard because you're like, I don't know what type of mom I I am because I've never been a mom before. A lot of these moms, Mm -hmm. they haven't defined themselves as their character type yet because they're still figuring out who this little person has now transformed them to be. Yeah. And I became a nightmare when my kids were in preschool. Really? Anybody knew Were you just like really intense mom or? Well, I wasn't sleeping. Mm. My baby had acid reflux. So anytime you laid him down, he was in excruciating pain and screamed and cried 24 seven. So I had to either hold him or nurse him for the first like year and a half. And I had no help. And I was just sleep deprived. Yeah. That makes you a monster. And also I was trying to be, the perfect mom and do yeah. it right yeah you know which as we all know is impossible i do think it's important to find some kind of mom village mm-hmm. you know some kind of group of moms yeah. that you can like vent to and that have mm-hmm. kids around mm-hmm. your same age so they understand because those early years up to pre you know through preschool you're still like wiping changing diapers mm-hmm. sometimes you're still like no one can put their shoes on mm-hmm. no one knows how to put their own clothes on yeah. yet you have to feed like there's so much responsibility and that's just your husband i know and then there's the kids <laughs> <laughs> you look at your kids right i'm kidding i was watching um uh chan has this cute, there's this adorable little boy in her preschool and he's so 
funny. He looks like he's the goofy guy. He's going to be the goofy guy that gets when he's older. You can just sort of tell at this age. And the other day he was like putting on his shirt and he goes, look, Channing, I'm putting on my shirt. (gasps) And he's so proud of himself. And Channing goes, my mommy puts on my shirt. (laughs) And I was like, all right, now we need to start, you need to start to putting learn. on your damn shirt. Like, oh, no. And I realized, and I started picking up on the fact that, oh, I do all of this stuff for her, and she needs to really start mm-hmm. learning to do this stuff for herself. Mm-hmm. And she got so mad the other day because I made her put her own socks on, and she was just like, no! And I thought, all right, this has gone too far. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's gone too far. It's hard to let But go. you don't know until you're like, I think it was almost like a light bulb. Like, oh, now's the time when she needs to start doing more things for herself. Because you're so in the mm-hmm. in the shit of like doing mm-hmm. everything for them. Well, and it like, takes you know. so damn long for them to put their own shoes yes, on. Yes, like, that's Give me true. Your shoe. I'm going to put your shoe yeah. on myself. <laughs> it's true. It does <laughs> take a really shoe. long time. You'll learn how to tie And eating. <laughs> eating takes forever. Oh, Lord. She will eat. It'll take an hour to eat a sandwich. Oh, you sandwich. feed your baby. Huh? You feed him. Oh, well, sometimes. Shh, I shouldn't look into that. CBS. 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 CPS. doesn't give a shit. They're like, we don't care. Child protective services. I do feed my children CPS. Okay. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I want to hear one more song if you guys are up for it before you go. You can pick Dealer's Choice. What's one of your favorite like crowd pleasers or that? Or honestly, like which ones do you guys like? Yeah. PTA? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, PTA. So, uh, you know, we both have kids in public school, and one thing we just, it's just so apparent that the public schools are broke, and there's a crisis going on there, and they need money, you know? And they've been doing fundraising the old-fashioned way for a long time. And we would like to offer up a suggestion on how to modernize <coughs> the fundraising that the PTA does. <laughs> so we have some suggestions from them, and they go like this. Well, it seems like every other day my kids' school asks me for dough. Now I totally get why they need it, and I say yes, but I'd rather say no. They sell me chocolate cakes and pizza ice cream and homemade cookies. Magazines, my own kids' art. Ah, hell, they must be rookies. Look, if you want your public school to have plenty of the public's money, you better get with the times my friend listen up pay attention honey now we don't mind giving you cash but don't sell us crap that we don't need if you want us to buy it we'll tell you what to do sell us booze and weed that's right booze and weed weed and booze sell us something that we need sell us something we can use now i don't know a single soul who wants a damn homemade muffin but if you're offering me that joint right there well here's a tin and we can start a puffin ain't nobody gonna complain no ain't nobody gonna be a squealer hell the whole damn town already knows your son's my favorite dealer yes he is <laughs> booze and weed weed and booze sell us something that we need Sell us something we can use. Now there ain't no doubt what's gonna fetch the highest bid at your silent auction. Well, it's a dime bag or a pre-roll, maybe an alcoholic concoction. Now usually I get my goods at the local pharmaceutical dispensary. But let's face it, it'd be more convenient 
during drop-off at my son's elementary. Yes, it would. Booze and weed. Weed and booze. Sell us something that we need. Sell us something we can use. Now we know that the PTA struggles and ladies, we're just here to help you reach your goal. So get rid of that crap you're pushing and push me something that'll pack my bowl. Booze and weed. Weed and booze. Sell us something that we need. Sell us something we can use. It's high time you did. love that you guys seem to be ha- you have so much fun with every song that you're singing we do. i love it so much um everybody if you get a chance to go to one of the cities do you guys you have mommytonk.com right um check out uh the locations uh where they might be <clears throat> if they might be coming to your city mm-hmm. near you if you're in la which most of my audience is there are maybe tour dates in september or maybe mm-hmm. shows in september yeah. we'll be posting those soon um okay. everything's on our facebook page we okay, have, a, have instagram twitter and website of course www.mommytonk.com and everything else is at mommytonk Yay. And people, can they buy the songs on iTunes? There are a couple songs on iTunes, but they're older versions. Definitely um, Love Song is on there. And a song that we do called Farm Box, which is a brilliant song by Stacey about uh, starting to get one of those CSA farm boxes and then not knowing what the hell to do with it. (laughs) Um, So those two songs are available. Like I said, they're older versions. They're still great. I mean, we love the songs. We stand by them. But they have developed and evolved since we recorded those. So we expect actually to have an album by mid-year. Oh, wow. Mid-year next year? No, like like December. Oh, Yeah, by Christmas. A Christmas album. Yep. It's the Mommy Talk Christmas album. Oh, I'm I'm just picturing an album cover with lots of booze. And Christmas. Like empty bourbon bottles and stuff around Mm. you and a tree. And a bow. (laughs) And a bow. And a bow. Just the bow. Just the bow. (laughs) Just the bow. Uh, Well, thank you ladies so much for coming on the show. And you guys, I'm going to put up uh, a lot of information as well about you guys on motherhoodandhollywood.com and links to your websites. And um, do you have YouTube videos too? We Any do. Videos? Well, we have a YouTube page right now. Our YouTube page is a little is quiet and we've had to take our put our videos on hold because we're we're actually working with a production company oh, on great. something that we hope will take off in the next year. So they we've had to take the videos down for now. Yeah. But we do have a lot of uh, snippets of videos all over okay. our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. See, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you guys have totally tapped into something here. That's what I was saying earlier is I just I think it's great that you've found your niche mm-hmm. and you are just kicking ass to take names because there's nothing else like mommy tonk out there no except maybe daddy tonk yeah right. <laughs> except for those dudes you are right those i mean bag. you know <laughs> those d-bags we I, I hope we've cornered the market here on yeah. filthy mom songs <laughs> yeah. because there's a lot of moms that are doing videos now yeah. there's a lot of moms that are cropping mm-hmm. up doing the little you know just parodies and yeah things. parodies yeah. and mm-hmm. stuff like that that's that's yeah, happening like them. crazy that, but mm-hmm. there's nothing that's just music mm-hmm. you know so yeah. i think it's fantastic and i definitely will put info up on mother in hollywood so people can find Thank you, you. um and you guys don't forget to follow uh, mommy tonk find them on facebook also on the Twitter and Instagram. And also you can find Motherhood in Hollywood as well at MIH Podcast on Twitter and then Motherhood in Hollywood on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you again, ladies. Thank you, Heather. This was awesome. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, I'm not a perfect mom, but I can play one on TV. Bye. (laughs) 
balls.